I also want to talk Winnipeg and Manitoba inventions in 15 minutes. And the list is long. I'm surprised at how many things, things that, you know, are are big name items that have been invented right here in Winnipeg. And joining us on the phone now, Alan Castell, president of Winnipeg's Alpha Technologies. Al, good morning. Good morning, Hal. Normally you talk tech with us, and I do want to ask you about technology and how we can better use technology to prevent shoplifting and theft at retail outlets. But congratulations on your new invention, Save My Phone. Well, thank you. Thank you, Hal. Tell me about it. Well, I started skiing a lot more out in Alberta back in uh, probably five, six years ago. And because I didn't want to officially take a holiday and I still wanted to do my email and do my work, I wouldn't take my phone out on the chairlift because 100 feet up, you drop your phone, that's it, it's gone. So I I developed a rough version of something that kind of clamped onto the outside of my phone case and hooked it to a kind of a bungee tether that I'd found from an old set of things to keep keys and attached it to the zipper on my coat and, you know, Five years later, enough people had said to me, like, where did you get that? Where did you get that? That I came back after the season this year and sat down and kind of rejigged a different version of it and then um, found some people to do the production on it. And here we are today. Good so for you. Kind of where it came from. Yeah, yeah so, which is really cool. And you can check it out if you want at savemyphone.ca. Basically, it uses your existing phone case. Um, there's a t- your phone case is used to secure a tab that connects to a tether, and then that tether connects to you. And I, I mean, it makes sense if you're on a chairlift and you're skiing, but I can think of a million uses, right? A hydro worker, you're up on a ladder. Uh, I mean, it well, really it's is funny endless. How, because it's pardon me, it's endless. Yeah, it, you know what? We've had construction guys on ladders. We've had roofers. I gave some to guys that did the shingles on my roof the other day. Um, parents with a child that's getting their first phone and attach it to the backpack. My wife actually said it's great because she has it attached to the her purse so that when she's looking for her phone, she literally just grabs the tether to pull her phone out because sometimes her phone is buried in her purse underneath a bunch of things. So it actually has a lot of purposes I didn't even think of. Mm-hmm. What's the experience been like taking your idea, you made it for yourself, then you make it for others, and now you're marketing and, and promoting this thing. What's all that been like? Because a lot of people come up with great ideas, they invent something, and it never really goes anywhere. They don't put that effort in. Has it been a challenge? Uh, it it was, but I mean, I, I talked to a company in Winnipeg that is a patent company. I did a patent search in order to make sure that what I was doing was original. Um, there's the financial part of it that you have to be ready for, you know, and I think a lot of people aren't ready for that. There's a lot of the designs cannot be just sketched out on a piece of, of, you know, loose leaf. You've got to go and actually get some proper designs and everything if it's a physical product. So, yeah, now lucky enough because of Alpha Technologies being already established, the web design part of it, the marketing of the, of the, the graphical part of it was actually not very hard for us because I already had the resources here. But, yeah, for most people, it probably would be a lot more steps than they think. So it was more difficult than I thought it would be hell. Mm-hmm. You want this thing to blow? I mean, obviously you want it to blow up, right, and go worldwide, yeah. or, or what is your expectation? Well, right now we've got a bunch of people in, in Alberta, actually, that have are distributing it for skiing, kayaking, water sports, going on the Bull River, things like that. We've contacted some a bunch of bike stores and different kind of adventure stores and hiking stores, you know, here as well. 
Right now I have somebody in Toronto that's talking to a few people there because you have, for example, transit workers, hotel workers that are doing things and don't want to leave their phone lying around. Um, we're talking to Winnipeg Fire and Police is coming here with a big event coming up. We're actually working with them. So we've got a bunch that we're going to be getting to them. So I think it's just really getting it and throwing it against the wall as hard as you can in as many places as you can. And that's really what you hope for. Social media people, we've got some you know, influencers that we're talking to. So you really are trying to hit every different area you can, Hal, in order to try to get that, uh, what I would call just kind of that, that moment of explosion where all of a sudden it goes viral. Mm-hmm. Linda, in a text message uh, just now, Linda says at 780-6868, OMG, what a great phone idea. Where do I get one? Well, you can get one at savemyphone.ca. What's the cost, by the way, Al? Uh, you know what? It's 25 right now, but I think what we're going to do, Hal, is for you, we're going to create a special discount code so that your listeners can get it at a cheaper price if that's what you would like. And I can text you that code afterwards for you to put it on the radio. Oh, okay, sure, cool. Yeah, I'm always yeah. about passing on a, a good deal. Hey, well, I've got you, Al, and you know, Alpha's yeah. all about technology, and we're talking about preventing theft and uh, shoplifting and and theft at at retail locations. What more could we be doing mm-hmm. using technology to prevent the the shoplifting? And you know, we use video, but I'm I'm not so sure we use it enough. What about facial recognition? Anything else that you think might work? Yeah, I mean, those those cameras are coming in now, but they're definitely more expensive. I, I mean, to go to what you're saying about video, video is one aspect of the solution, but a lot of the places we see are not putting their cameras in the proper spots. For example, they put them too high up, which means you can't see a face. You've got great video of the top of a guy's head. Um, a lot of the times people aren't situating those. That is, to me, from a retail standpoint, a deterrent as much as having mirrors in proper locations are, which is a non-technical aspect of it, but still definitely something to help. Now, with the advent of RFID tags and things that you can apply to your boxes or to your higher ticket items, but again, you're looking at some expense because you have to have some type of equipment at your door in order to have people come in and out. So the technology hasn't changed a lot. What has happened is it's gotten less expensive. It's gotten so that more providers are now providing it, so you have more options to choose from. But when you know, because we have a store, we have cameras, we have certain things set up, but a lot of the stuff that we do, in all honesty, Hal, is non-technical. It's greeting people at the door. It is eye contact. It is walking people around your business. It's setting up your showroom so that you actually don't have blind spots. It's realizing when you have two people coming in that split up that maybe they're up to something a lot of the time. So it's, it's the technical part hasn't really changed as much. There is facial recognition. There are cameras that will let you see how traffic flows in your business, but then you still have to go and apply that technology properly once you know that information. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's a real uh, challenge. I mean, a lot of people are, are weighing in, and I'm going to get to some of the text messages and, and emails here in a bit. Hey, Al, best of luck with Save My Phone. I, it's great. Thank you good for you for, good for, you for taking right it, and, and good for you for taking it and, and running it across the goal line. Thank you very much, my friend. I'll shoot you that code right away. Okay. Al Castell, president of Winnipeg's Alpha Technologies, with some interesting thoughts there on using technology like video and, and other things. Uh, to prevent theft and shoplifting, but this new invention, he has saved my phone at savemyphone.ca. As soon as he sends me the code, I'll, I'll share it with you. Even at 25 bucks, I think it's, uh, you know, if it saves your $1,000 phone, I think that's a, a pretty good investment. Let's bring in Linda Brown right now. Linda is the executive director of Active Aging in Manitoba. Linda, good morning. 
Good morning, Hal. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for doing this. So you're excited. The Manitoba 55 games are happening in Portage La Prairie, uh, Portage La Prairie, PLP on June 20th, 21st, and 22nd. And this is the 40th anniversary. Yes, that's right. We're very excited to reach that milestone to have the games reach 40 years. So we're doing some extra celebrations in Portage to recognize that. And so how many people will take part? And then I imagine you'll have a bunch of spectators and volunteers as well, I'm sure, huh? Yes, we will, exactly. So we're just under 1,000 participants in, you know, 20-plus different activities and uh, sitting at about just over 150 volunteers. So Portage as a host committee has done an excellent job in organizing the games and, of course, um, securing all these local volunteers. And then, yes, we're looking for lots of spectators to come out. Usually participants bring along some family members, so we know there will be some spectators, but we'd like to invite anybody else in the province that wants to come out for a day and see what the games are all about, take it in. There's so many different activities that they could watch. And we also have a couple of social events happening on the Tuesday night and Wednesday night. The Tuesday night is a variety concert so local uh, variety from around Portage La Prairie, and those tickets are even available up to time of the concert at the door. So we'd certainly like to see some spectators come out. It's, you know, very close to Winnipeg uh, for those living in Winnipeg and be a great way to spend the day in beautiful Portage La Prairie. Most of the activities take place at the Island Park. So Stride Place, which is on the Island Park, is the main headquarters. A number of activities actually happen right there, but then there are some also some other venues around Portage as well. So great can people for where, Portage. Yeah. Linda, where can people go to get more information and uh, tickets and, and all that stuff? Well, they can actually go to our website, which is activeagingmb.ca, or they can call us at 204-632-3947. And we also have a 1-800 number as well. So 1-866-202-6663. Okay, activeagingmb.ca. And the games, uh, they move around every year, do they? They do, exactly. So they're hosted by various communities throughout Manitoba. And certainly in the last 40 years, the games have been all over Manitoba. Portage has hosted once before, and it was actually 20 years ago that Portage hosted. So we're, you know, we're seeing now some cities and smaller towns wanting to re-host the games again for a second and third time. So that's the beauty of it. It really makes it available to anybody living in Manitoba. Mm-hmm. And the 55-plus population in the province is growing all the time, uh, more and more people hitting that 55 and older. And so I imagine over the years the uh, the event has become maybe even more popular, huh? Yes, it has. You're right. As we see that, you know, baby boomer generation moving up into that age bracket, yes, definitely the games have grown. And, of course, over the years we've added different activities and I'll use pickleball as an example of that being a relatively new sport um, you know it was added to the games a few years ago so it wasn't something we had even 40 years ago or 30 years ago so we're always looking to add new activities as well and this year for example we have a couple of demonstration sports so disc golf which is also growing in popularity in the province and we're looking at singles pickleball as well so those will be demonstrations that will be happening at the games and 
um, you know, if the interest is there, then they'll be added to the regular agenda of games for next year. Well, I'm guessing pickleball will be added. Well, pickleball is in, right? You're saying the the yeah. singles pickleball is the is the trial this year, uh, because man, pickleball, especially with that 55 crowd, it is popular. Yes, it certainly is. It's one of the biggest, fastest growing sports, certainly in Canada and in the U.S. right now. Mm-hmm. Linda, thanks a lot for telling us about this, and we'll remind people the website is activeagingmb.ca, activeagingmb.ca. The 40th anniversary Manitoba 55-plus games is happening in Portage La Prairie on June 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Good luck with it. Thank you very much, Hal, for having me on. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Linda. Linda Brown is the Executive Director of Active Aging in Manitoba. 40th anniversary, Manitoba 55-plus games. Again, happening later on this month in Portage La Prairie. Carolyn Klassen joins us now from Connexus Counseling, as she does every Thursday here, right after the news at 11.30. Carolyn, good morning. You've just made me even a prouder Winnipegger. That's awesome yeah, to hear about there, those inventions. Yeah. There, there are lots of inventions here, absolutely. So I want to ask you about sex. Um, <laughs> so I yesterday I was telling the story, I had two people, uh, one 102 years old, let me find her name, Joyce is 102, and... Um, Sorry, I said it was the 108-year-old that said a great sex was part of the reason for her long and happy life. It was actually Joyce, who's 102. She says, good sex, good sherry, and she worked in a, a sweet shop when she was young. And she says, I think probably all the chocolate helped as well. And then the 108-year-old, Ada, uh, says that uh, uh, no kids, dogs instead of kids. She had six greyhounds. <laughs> And she says the dogs motivated her through her long life. But, I, you know, I think the good sex comment, there's something to that. Well, here's how I hear that good sex comment. I think it's funny, and I just want to be her friend because she <laughs> is ballsy, she's direct, she knows when she says it that she's going to get a laugh, and she does it, even though it's taking a bit of a risk. And so there's just some something about that that just draws me to her and I think there's something about somebody who's willing to sort of be surprising and engaging in that way that says if you can be whimsical and you can sort of have that kind of impishness I think that goes a long way towards drawing people in and connecting and so the the sex thing might be true but even more the bluntness of her answer I think is is just so much fun and that is something that uh, leads to um, health and well-being. Well, and what I'm hearing in your answer is that I can tell my wife, Jackie, that Carolyn says more sex will help me live longer, right? You just go with that for sure. Okay, good. I just wanted to confirm that because that's what, that's what I heard. I don't know. Um, <laughs> any advice for grads, Carolyn? We were talking about this yesterday, and you know, often when these... Uh, uh, celebrities usually rich and successful get up at a graduation and they they give the speech and they say follow your heart follow your passion and uh, one professor they call him professor g he does a podcast scott galloway at the stern school of business in new york says that's bs um find something you're good at make money 
And and that should be the advice we give grads. Any gra- grad advice? Well, I think it's unfortunate when we link passion and income so closely together. I feel passionate that people should follow their passions, but that doesn't necessarily come with a paycheck, right? Get a job and then find ways of exercising. If you like photography, that doesn't mean you have to be a photographer. Uh, professionally, it means you can practice um, and learn and, you know, exercise that passion in your off hours. And I think for most of the millennia, people have gone in and done a job and got made sure they had enough to pay their rent and buy their groceries. And then they pursue their passions and their leisure time. And I think the advice I would have for grads in 2023 is recognizing that a lot of your high school, you didn't get a chance to practice being a teenager in the ways that most teenagers get to in terms of going out and making little mistakes and breaking curfew and finding out like that, that the kids that are graduating in 2023, university students and high school grads, you've missed out on three years of normal development. And so give yourself a chance to kind of catch up and practice and try things and learn about going out and learn about what who you are when you're with other people and cut yourself some slack if you find it hard because you missed three years of practice and it just makes sense that there's going to need to be some extra practice in there. Boy, that's a really good point. Yeah, grads, if you're graduating from high school or even if you're graduating from, you know, college or university two or four years, this has really been a difficult time, and I, I think that's good advice for all of us, Carolyn. Uh, give yourself a break. Uh, you know, Take the time if you need it, and don't feel that pressure because this has been a, a very challenging time, especially for grads. Yes, it, it just has. Um, this has been a hard time, and I think because we've all experienced it, we sometimes forget how hard it's been. If if it would have just happened to one house on the block, we all would have rallied to support them, but because it's happened to everybody, uh, we, we forget that we all need to give each other support. We're talking crime today. Uh, you heard me mention that uh, at the start of this segment, and we're going to get to some of those text messages and emails about shoplifting and some of the violence we're seeing with these retail thefts and people working in, in stores and how they're dealing with some of these shoplifters and, you know, the trauma. And then, oh, God, I haven't even really mentioned it yet this morning, this horrible home invasion in, in Ericsson. And I think, you know, we hear about stuff like that and we have a fear and, and we worry, oh, boy, you know, I don't want that happening to me or, or somebody I, I love. How, how can we take that fear and that worry and use it, Carolyn, to maybe hopefully prevent it from happening to us? Well, I think, first of all, we have to ground ourselves as we feel the very natural fear that we feel when we hear about crime is we have to recognize that um, sort of crassly, if it bleeds, it leads, that we hear about the home invasion in Erickson, but we don't hear about the million other homes in Manitoba that were not invaded. Uh, And that's important is to recognize the risk, but also the safety that we also enjoy and feel in Manitoba. And so I think we have to sort of recognize that while there is danger um, and we want to be smart about it, we don't want the fear, allowing the fear to hijack us and to run rampant and to make our lives really small isn't a smart way of dealing with that fear. I think the smart way is to say, okay, when we drive a car, we buckle up to reduce our risk. And what can I do with, you know, having a flashlight or having, um, you know, safety kinds of things, watching where I'm walking at what time of day. 
uh, that I'm being smart about it, but that I'm also, and I'm reducing my risk, and I'm also finding ways to live a full life. Because when you live a small life, you run a different sort of risk, because it's not healthy to run away and hide in our world, because we have this irreducible need to connect, to love, and to be loved, to belong. And when we make our lives too small, we reduce our risk potentially of being out there and being harmed, but we get harmed in a different way when we live small lives. Mm -hmm. And you wanted to talk about uh, breakups. A relationship comes to an end, and specifically the use of social media these days. Uh, And and you are so right about this. It has become sort of a passive-aggressive tool, hasn't it? Yeah, I think, you know, we have to talk about social media in every area and, and understand how it's impacted. And I was reading an, an article where sort of one way that uh, I think it was sort of genderized a bit where they were saying men were breaking up with women where they weren't responding to texts or they weren't responding fully or they would just start started kind of ignoring the other person on sort of with with messaging in, in, in enough hoping that the other person would break up with them and then it wasn't their fault. Right. And like, that's just not classy. And so how can you, uh, I always encourage my kids, like you start dating in person and you end dating in person. These are not things that happen remotely via any sort of technology. There are things that need to be done in person. And so we need to be mindful of how we use technology to piss people off or to find ways of doing things in relationships that get us to our end goals, but not through front door, respectful, dignified ways. And then I think after a breakup, we need to recognize that social media has made it much harder to break up with a person because we, we want to lurk, we want to see how they're doing or if they're dating anyone or, you know, connect with friends of their friends to find out what's going on. And there's ways in which the relationship might look like it's ended, but you're still continuing it because of how you're, still looking for that other person online in ways that just have the pain linger and continue. And it's just not helpful for a person. So how do you allow yourself to say, I'm going to, I'm going to block them, not because I hate them, but because I need some separation in order to heal. Yeah. Carolyn, uh, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Do take care. Carolyn Klassen, Connexus Counseling. She joins us every Thursday right after the 1130 News. Her website, carolynklassen.com. You can sign up for her newsletter there. You can also find her, of course, at connexuscounseling.ca.